Hello, friends. This episode of the Abiding Together podcast is brought to you by Ascension Press. New from Ascension is a beautiful, prayerful book by Father Mike Schmitz and Father Josh Johnson called The Pocket Guide to the Sacrament of Reconciliation. This small but powerful guide is the perfect size to slip into your pocket or purse and will give you reflections, guidance, and an examination of conscience that you can bring with you as you prepare for your sacramental encounter with God's mercy and forgiveness. Whether you've been away from confession for a long time, or you're looking for a fresh way to enliven your regular routine, the Pocket Guide to the Sacrament of Reconciliation will help you encounter God's merciful love and forgiveness in new and beautiful ways. You can get your copy at ascensionpress.com slash reconciliation. The book is available for pre-order and is expected to start shipping February 19th. All of our listeners can enter the code ABIDE15 and get 15% off. We hope you enjoy this upcoming episode. It's going to be a good one. God bless. Hello, and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I'm joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. This podcast is born out of our friendship and all that the Lord is doing in our lives. You hear us laugh, you hear us cry, you hear us share very vulnerably, and you hear us talk about the things that we're still learning along the way, and you're most welcome to join us. You can find out all of our information on our podcast episodes on abidingtogetherpodcast.com. But for now, grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast. And we have yet another wonderful guest for y'all, which you're going to love because he's been with us before and you can't wait to have him back. But we're going to wait. We're going to make you wait because that's what we do. We're trying to make you holy. So So we're going to do a a two-part episode actually with our guest. It's going to prepare us for Lent, prepare our hearts in a very deep way for Lent so we can enter in into the deepest ways possible. But before we start, Heather and Michelle, my dear friends, Heather, you've been in quarantine, my dear, for a while. And the look on your face is radiance. You're like Moses. (laughs) You're like Moses without the veil right now. Mm -hmm. I think we should all go into quarantine. Girl, you're looking good. Oh, yeah. It's actually been really wonderful. What a blessing that I'm in a beautiful space. And yeah, just that it's a privilege to, to be here right now and have a family that can take care of things because I was traveling internationally. So I have a mandatory 14 days of quarantine. And yeah, it's been really sweet actually to just have the quiet and the stillness and time to write and think and pray. So yeah, it's been like one long retreat, which I'm really grateful for. Mama needed time by herself. That's why. <laughs> I know. Don't tell anybody, but it's been glorious. <laughs> She's like, I haven't been by myself in a whole year. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So it's great. Michelle, how are you? I am good. I am good. I'm in a good season, taking a lot of time just to pause and pray and take care of myself and my family. And the Lord has been very abundant in this time. And yeah, I'm in a good place. So I am good. Sister, how are you? You look tired, my friend. You are, you are the sacrificial oh. lamb this morning. You're the sacrificial <laughs> lamb this morning, yes. Well, it's not because it's early. It's just because it's been quite, it's been quite a few weeks. So yes, I'm hanging in there. And um, can we just say, Michelle, you got the bird sanctuary outside your window right now. Mm-hmm. So if you hear birds, people, it's not your imagination. I know. I was like, can you close <laughs> just, your window? She's like, it is closed. They are closed. I'm telling you. She's like Cinderella and Snow White. They're actually feeding off seriously, of their hands right seriously. now. Seriously, just, just come. Cute. Yeah, I'm living the movie Enchanted. I watched that the other day. It's such a cute movie. Yeah, I'm just going to be a Disney character in the real world. So there you go. 
Oh, that's wonderful. Well, you know what? We don't want to make our people wait anymore. And we are delighted to to just begin this series with you, this two-part series with one of our dear friends who you've met before, who's back by popular demand, our dear friend, Father Josh Johnson. Yay. Hi, how are you, friend? I'm good, ladies. I'm good. It's so good to be with y'all, as always. Aww. Y'all, he is rocking the beard this time. Like he's got a yes. full mountain man beard, which you really mm-hmm. aren't mountain man in Louisiana. So you got the full swamp no, beard, I guess. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah. Well, I'm also a city boy, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh it's about quarantine beard. <laughs> I got I got lazy and then uh and then now I love it. Well, so it's great. It looks good on you, my friend. It looks good on you. You, you look a it. bit mm-hmm. wild. I like it. It's very John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Wild at heart. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. there you go. You got some locust and wild honey over Seriously. there. What? What do you what do you get you got mm. there? <laughs> <laughs> well, Father, we're gonna talk about the sacrament of confession in your new book and mercy and the healing of the heart and hearts coming alive in beauty and kindness and tenderness. And so we can't wait to dive into that. But we have to ask you, we're not taking anything for granted anymore because you know, sometimes our guests change and we just always want to be open to any way that you want to be transformed. But do you still drink coffee? And if so, like how do you take your coffee? I, I don't even want to assume that. Well, I, I do drink coffee, sister, uh, and I, I'm still the same. I like my coffee half black, half white like me. And so, yeah, yeah. So that's how, I, no sugar because uh, sugar's not good for you, but I, I love my cream and I love my, my coffee. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we can't wait to hear, um, just to hear about your heart and where, like, where this idea for the book came from with Ascension and all these beautiful things. But we want to start with um, a a gospel uh, passage that we're going to, or a scripture passage we're going to lead our conversation today, these next couple parts with you, Father. So we're going to actually take the scripture from the first letter of John, uh, chapter one, verse nine. Where John says, if we, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and cleanse us uh, from all unrighteousness. And we're just going to also offer a quote from St. Faustina, which is absolutely lovely. And St. Faustina says this, uh, she says, today the Lord said to me, daughter, when you go to confession to this fountain of my mercy, the blood and water which came forth from my heart always flows down upon your soul and ennobles it. Every time you go to confession, immerse yourself entirely in my mercy with great trust, so that I may pour the bounty of my grace upon your soul. When you approach the confessional, know this, that I myself am waiting there for you. I'm only hidden by the priest, but I myself act in your soul. Here the misery of the soul meets the God of mercy. Tell souls that from this fount of mercy, souls draw graces solely with the vessel of trust. If their trust is great, there is no limit to my generosity. The torrents of grace inundate humble souls. The proud remain always in poverty and misery because my grace turns away from them to humble souls. And that speaks in such a deep place uh, just about the way Jesus desires to encounter us and, and to to come and cleanse us, to heal us uh, in a way that nothing else can. So maybe we could just kind of talk a, a bit about just your heart and just maybe the genesis of this book, and, and then we're kind of going to go from there. So you want to share that with us, Father? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I I love the sacraments as a priest. It's my favorite mm-hmm. thing that I get to participate in. And I remember years ago, whenever I was a teenager, after my my conversion at Steubenville, I came back home and I was I was I was praying a lot more. Uh, but I still was in very unhealthy relationships, and I was doing a lot of things that just weren't good for me in my relationship with God and and other people. And around that time, my my mom got sick, and so as she was sick. Uh, nothing helped, like no medicine helped her. Every doctor we visited, like nothing was was working. And so we heard about this this nun uh, in in Baton Rouge who had a charism of healing. 
And um, I just said, Mom, do you want to give it a shot? Like, do you want to go over to her place, her convent, and see if, if she can be used by God to help you out? And so I drove my mom to see the sister, and she prayed with my mom, and my mom had a profound healing experience with Jesus. She still suffers. My mom's still a suffering soul to this day, but she did have a very special encounter with Christ that was transformative for her. And so from that moment, I was like, I want to meet this nun. I want to be friends with her. I want to pray with her. And so I scheduled an appointment to go sit with her and to go pray with her. And when we prayed together, she calls God the Father Papa because he's, mm-hmm. he's our father. And so we held hands and uh, she said, Papa just wants us to pray together right now. And I said, great, let's pray. And as we prayed together, she said, um, she said, oh, she said, Papa said, uh, Papa said that you haven't been going to mass and that you skipped mass these past two weeks in a row, which was true. Even though I was going to adoration <laughs> after my conversion, even though I was praying, doing praise and worship, I was doing Bible studies, I still was hit or miss when it came to mass. I didn't think it was a big deal. And she said, uh, and Papa cries mm. whenever you don't go to mass, mm. he cries. And it just pierced my heart because I really didn't understand that mass was that important. And so then she said, uh, and Papa also says that you're dating this girl right now who's not good for you. And and that this past weekend, y'all were at a party and she went into detail. Uh-oh. It was so Whoa. embarrassing. Oh. Because she read your mail. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. Oh, yeah. She, like, she was sp- <laughs> Papa was spilling the tea. I was like, God, the father, like, calm down, man. Like, this is awkward. This is a nun. And um, and But then she ended it by saying, but Papa wants you to know that he loves you very much. Like here I was in sin. I was in, I was in serious sin. And she said, and Papa wants you to know that he loves you very much and that he wants you to go back to the confessional. Mm. Mm. And my heart was just pierced. Like it was this sacrament that um, just like the mass that I began to prioritize after that encounter, but it was a sacrament that I had not really taken advantage of and, and understood. And so, um, as a priest, I noticed that in so many of my people, whenever they begin to uh, prioritize the sacrament of reconciliation and their personal relationship with Jesus Christ and the wider community of the church, I see freedom happening for them. I see growth. I see happiness. And so that's why I wanted to write the book. Uh, I, I just written the book, Pocket Got to Adoration, and the team at Ascension said, is there any other book that's on your heart? And I said, this morning I was praying and I had this idea to do a book on reconciliation. And they said, well, that's crazy because we also, in our prayer, uh, want that to be our next book. And we were thinking about you and Father Mike Schmitz. And so uh, we connected together, Father Mike and I, we prayed together. And, and after we did that, we wrote the book, uh, hopefully to draw more people to experience God's infinite and intimate love and his mercy that is always available to us in, in the sacrament of reconciliation. When I was reading the book, I was struck by just how beautifully you, you and Father Mike Schmitz just kept pointing back to, it's all about relationship, you know, and that's mm-hmm. what I hear in that story that you're saying is like, it wasn't so much about your sin and what you were doing wrong. It's about relationship with God. And I think we misinterpret that so, so often that it's about rules and we got to get it right. And then we got to go grovel before God, you know, because we're so bad and we should be feeling it was so much shame, but you just so beautifully kept pointing back to it's, it's a loving relationship with the one who is love. So can you just talk about mm. that a little bit more? Well, even as, as a vocation director, when I walk with young men now who are discerning the priesthood, they oftentimes get so caught up in focusing on discernment uh, and not Jesus. Mm. And I always tell them, I say, put discernment on the mm. shelf. Like, put that on the shelf. Don't focus on your calling. Focus on the person, Jesus. And as you're looking at Jesus in prayer, 
you're able to see his eyes. You're able to finally hear his voice. And that's what Mother Teresa, she would tell her nuns all the time. Like, I'm so worried that some of you, to her sisters, she said, I'm worried that some of you still haven't seen with your own eyes the way that Jesus Christ looks at you. You haven't heard with your own ears the words that Jesus Christ wants to speak to you. And so uh, when it comes to the sacrament of reconciliation, it is about abiding in a relationship with God that he wants, like he wants to dwell with us. He wants to be with us. Y'all, Sister Miriam quoted Sister Faustina in the beginning. Um, Whenever Jesus appeared to her, one of the things that he said, he said, said, "My, my heart hurts and my heart is on fire because I have a gift that I wanna give to my people and my, and my people, um, they're not receiving this gift, and sometimes they even spurn it. Um, I remember when I was in seminary, I, I went through this season um, of just, uh, just dryness in relationships, and, and, and I, I began to grasp. I was trying to grasp, and I was trying to hold on to um, things that just weren't supposed to be anymore, right, especially with friendships. And the entire season that I was grasping and I was holding on, to these old friendships that I was just trying to make work that weren't working. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so miserable and I wasn't aware of all these other people that the Lord was bringing into mm-hmm. my life to, to try to love me well. And I couldn't receive their love because I was holding on. My hands were, were clenched. They were, they were grasping at the past. And, and I finally, when I finally let go and I, it was through prayer that I had this experience of just letting go of those friendships, I was finally able to receive all these other gifts that the Lord was trying to give me this whole time. And, and that's what happens in the sacrament of reconciliation. Sometimes we hold on, we hold on to our stuff. We hold on to our sins. We hold on to the lies that we believe about ourselves because of the sins that have been committed against us that, or that we have committed or that we still struggle with. And we hold on to it. And God's like, you need to let go because I have something that I want to give you that if you just receive, it will fulfill you. It will satisfy you. It will, it will quench your thirst. Uh, and, and so, yeah, when we go to confession, it's really about letting go so that God can love us more, so that he can enter into those places that he's not being invited into, um, not so that he can condemn us or, or judge us or criticize us, but so that he can heal us and restore us and, and bring us life. And so it's one of the most beautiful gifts that we could do as priests, and it's one of the most beautiful gifts that we can all receive as, as the church. Mm, I love that what you said about he did us to restore us and is a gift of healing. And the sacrament of reconciliation is the sacrament of healing. That's what the church teaches us. So it heals us because it brings us into deeper communion. And I've really been meditating on Mary Magdalene this past week and just her relationship with the Lord and her extravagant love and her audacious love and just how she is. And then I came across this quote from um, Padre Pio, and it says, if you have the courage to imitate Mary Magdalene and her sins, have the courage to imitate her in her repentance and love. Mm, And I just loved that. Mm. I just love that because she just came to him with her whole self and she didn't hide herself from the Lord. Mm. You know, she just let him see her for all that she is. And he didn't shame her. He received her, Mm. you know, and she wasn't the most likely choice. You know, she wasn't this prim and proper, but like he saw her brokenness because she sinned much, but she loved much. And the whole fact of reconciliation is he, he just longs to be with us. And I don't think we even have an ounce of realization how much he longs for us and how much we hurt his heart, you know, when we're not in communion with him. And he isn't a God that is up there, you know, with the ruler, you know, ready to smack our hands and say, you're not doing this right. He is a father that, like you were saying earlier before we started, that delights in us and that wants to be in communion with us. And I think also we, 
what St. Faustina said is, it's not, it is me and the confessional Jesus, not the priest. Because I know for me, mm-hmm. I've had some really great and some really not so great experiences in the confessional booth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, so there's that also. But, but, I mean, Michelle, what you just said, though, too, about uh, about the father. Um, so your, your husband and baby daddy, uh, Chris, <laughs> who I, I love so much, he had this beautiful reflection he shared with my staff when he came to visit with our team here at Holy Rosary. And, and he was sharing how when he goes to prayer every day, like he typically has like a lot of stuff on his heart that he wants to talk to the father about. Uh, but he always goes back to the prodigal son, right? And the prodigal son, he came with his own stuff to the father. And then the father was like, yeah, like, yo, like, I just want to rejoice in you right now. I want to delight in you. I want to look at you and I want to love you. And that is something that has stuck with me, specifically as a priest in the confessional. Whenever people come with all their, their stuff and their baggage, Sometimes they're so focused on that. And what I experienced as a priest is the father's delight. And I'm like, I'm smiling. And they're sitting there like crying their eyes out. And they're like, why are you smiling, father? And I'm like, because the father's so happy right now. The father is delighting in you. And the father Mm -hmm. just wants to rejoice that his beloved is back home and that he's going to get to abide in a relationship with you in a new way. And and people are shocked by that. I'm like, no, like that, like all of heaven right now is just having a, a feast whenever we come to receive God's God's love and mercy in the sacrament. It's such a gift that unless we unless we often receive it, we won't recognize it. And, and the more we receive it, the more we can share with people too um, as well. That's beautiful. Father, can you talk about, I just, I mean, obviously we love all of the three of us really, we love the priesthood and we love your vocation. And I am just continually... I'm just continually just start just struck with such the beauty of who you are and and your heart and how because the Lord has marked you you have the ability through the grace of Christ to to heal and forgive sins. I just still that just it blows yeah. my mind at times, you know. Cuz I, I mean I travel and speak across the nation. I hear a lot of confessions. <laughs> and you know somebody uh, somebody could tell me and you the same thing and I could pray with them, I could walk with them, I could hear their heart and but I I can't forgive their sin and there's such a profound majesty in mm-hmm. how kind Jesus is to us and giving us men on earth marked with his own heart to literally raise the dead, like raise the dead from the sin. And so could you share with us just a little bit, like you said, as a priest, you know, because all, all of us, you know, and the, the beautiful thing is what St. John Vianney says is a priest is not a priest for himself. He's a priest for you. Yeah. And like, even you have to go to confession to a priest. It's just so wonderful. Like just, it's just the whole, <laughs> it's just lovely. So I just, cause I think for a lot of us, you know, and there are many people in our listeners who haven't been in confession in years. And I think perhaps even now they're like, oh geez, I don't want to hear about this. Or like, oh, I, the last time I went, or I, I can't go now. And what would you say as, as a priest, Father, just, you know, just what is it like to sit and just to hear? I mean, that's a tremendously vulnerable. It's so vulnerable to go and nobody wants to, we all, you know, nobody wants to talk about our sin where we struggle, where we're greedy, where we're lustful. Like, who wants to talk about that? It takes an extraordinary amount of courage and grace to be able to do that. So could you just kind of share with us what it's like as a priest just to hear these deep, intimate places that nobody else knows, and then to Mm. be able to speak the words of Christ and heal them? Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. I think because we all sin and we all, uh, to to lesser or more degrees, experience uh, the vices of envy um, and of pride and of lust uh, and of wrath, and of gluttony, and of sloth, and of avarice. Every single one of us, to to some degree, um, in different seasons of our life, like whenever we transition to new places and space, like even me as a priest, whenever I was an associate pastor, I had vices that were different than the vices I, I got whenever I became, or I began to cultivate whenever I became a pastor. <laughs> um, and so uh, confession is something that we, we all need. But it's interesting, whenever I think we go to confession, sometimes the enemy is very, so there, it's a spiritual warfare, first of all, like the, the devil hates you, like he hates 
hates you and he does not want you to mm-hmm. go to God's God's mercy throne in the confessional. And so before we enter into that sacrament, there's a lot of lies that we are probably hearing and that we might believe about ourselves. Like, I'm no good. I am inadequate. I am unlovable. I will never be free. I am my sin. I can't be a saint. Whatever it might be. Like, there's all these different lies that are out there that the enemy can speak very loudly to us. And then whenever we enter into the confessional, one of the gifts that I've experienced as as a priest and as a father is I'm able to see you the way God sees you. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, in that moment, and he doesn't, he doesn't see you and me the way that we often see our ourselves. Um, he doesn't mm. see us the way that the devil tells us that we are because of our brokenness and our imperfections. Like when God sees us, he he sees his his beloved. He he knows everything about us. He knows what we've done, what we haven't done. He knows what's been done to us. He knows what we're going to do in the future, and he still calls us to be in a personal, living, vital relationship with him. He still delights in us. He still gazes upon us with eyes of mercy, with eyes of delight. And it's such a beautiful experience for me as a priest to then be able to, I guess, attempt to communicate what the father is 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 longing for his his children to know is that you are not your sin. You are not your worst mistake. You you aren't even like the, the good that you do. You are simply my beloved. I'm in love with you. I thirst for you. I long for you. I ache for you. And so it's it's a beautiful gift as a priest to be able to enter into those messy, messy places to reveal God's truth. And it's so intimate and it's safe. It's like whenever Jesus encountered Peter after Peter denied Jesus three times, which, by the way, Jesus told Peter, you're going to deny me. And he still called Peter. Like he still called Peter to be in a relationship knowing that Peter was going to fall. And he calls all of us to be in a relationship knowing that we're never going to be perfect until we get through purgatory. And and so now here he is with Peter. And and, and Heather had this beautiful reflection at, at the women's conference we did uh, up in Canada was two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and Heather said it. And I mean, my mind was blown. And I've been praying with it ever since. I've been sharing it all the time. But essentially, uh, after Adam and Eve sinned, they covered themselves up. They were They were shamed. Right. And the father came looking for them. And, and, and so the, but they went running away and hiding. And, and the same thing happened with Peter. After Peter sinned against God, Peter ran away. He went back to being a fisherman. That was a way of life. He was leaving his, his, as his role as, a, as an apostle to be a fisherman again. And whenever Jesus came, it says that he was naked and he covered himself up, just like Adam and Eve. But what Jesus did was so beautiful. Jesus pulled Peter aside. He didn't do it in front of everybody. He pulled Peter aside. And that's whenever he invited Peter to receive his love and mercy. That's when he invited Peter to expose himself the way that Jesus has been exposed for us on the cross, completely naked, holding nothing back. That's when he invited Peter to be stripped again of everything in a very intimate, safe place for Peter to be vulnerable. And then we see the fruit. The fruit of that intimate encounter that Peter had with Jesus was he was then able to go out and share God's love and mercy with so many people um, and, and transform the world. Uh, and that's what God wants for us. He wants for us to have a safe place to to come and to receive his love and mercy, to 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 see ourselves the way he sees us, and so that, that way we could be transformed. And, and again, when we receive transformation, it's not just for us. It's always so that we can then go out and invite others to be transformed and others to be renewed and others to be restored. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, I think for many of us, we get this idea that things have to be like, kind of, we, we have to kind of be perfect, which is impossible mm-hmm. before we go to confession even. You know, like, it's like we have this dual thing happening. And you see that even in Peter where he's like, I'm covering myself up and yet I'm also jumping in the water and swimming towards Jesus because I want to, I want to be with him, you know? And, and I think what, what I'm seeing in that story, even right now, as we're talking is like, he's okay with the mess. 
of it all. He's okay mm-hmm. with all of these parts in us that are like, Jesus, I want to be with you. And then I, I also deny you at the same time. And mm-hmm. I want to hide my shame, but I also want to like be so, so close with you again. And um, just as you're talking, Father Josh, I was just struck by that. Like God is so okay with all of those things going on within us. He still wants to be with us. We don't have to figure all of that out before we come to him. And that's what I love about Peter is that he comes to him anyway with all of it you know, which I think is such a beautiful example for us. And he wants us to bring it to the light so that he can love us there. It's like these, the father does not condemn us. He's not an angry monger. He's not out to get us. And whenever mm-hmm. we expose things to the light, then the Lord has access to those places that, that before we denied him access. And so whenever we bring up our sin, Jesus can, because there's always like a deeper freedom he's calling us to. And, mm-hmm. and that sin, it really points to like where we're like, where we're longing to be loved at. Like anytime mm-hmm. we sin, it's like, I'm, I'm longing for love. I'm longing for intimacy. I'm longing for um, intimacy. And, and I'm choosing this thing because I think it's going to satisfy me, though it never can. And so the, lo- the father's like, bring it to the light so that I can show you how I'm capable of fulfilling you in that place, in that space. But we have to acknowledge it. We have to confess it for that to happen. And I think there's... The beautiful thing is when you say like, okay, he uncovers, like Jesus uncovers. And for me, it's even making a mind shift with those two words, because when I think of exposed, I think of point someone pointing something out to shame me mm-hmm. and say like, I'm exposed. That means I'm unprotected. That means like, mm-hmm. uh, like I can be hurt. Where if it's uncovered, it's almost like uncovered. It's almost like a gentle uh, approach. Mm-hmm. Like, let me uncover it so you can come closer. You know, we're exposed. I feel like there's like a hand like pointing at me, like you did this you did this wrong, where uncover is almost, yeah, it's a gentler approach to come to the Father. It's a gentler approach because it goes back to what you said earlier. It's all about communion and that He longs for us and He desires for us and He longs to be an embrace with us. And I think, like Heather, what you said, I feel oftentimes like we feel like, okay, we have to pretty ourselves up to come Mm -hmm. to the Father. And He's just always telling us, come as you are, just Mm -hmm. come as you are. Mm -hmm. And I think often in the spiritual life, we make it so much more difficult than it really Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I mean, He's there just to meet us where we are and it's just come a little bit closer. You know, that is the cry of His heart always and often. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to, uh, we get to have two parts with you, Father Josh. <laughs> so we've got some more questions for you and, and delight uh, to hear your heart. But before we jump into our one things, I just, one thing that as, as I'm listening to you, Father, and then um, Heather and Michelle, you know, just that I, Michelle pointed out earlier that the truth, the, the church teaches that the sacrament of reconciliation is a sacrament of healing mm. and it's real healing. It is real healing. Even if it's the same sin over and over and over and over again, Real healing happens, real restoration happens, real resurrection happens every single time. And that is glorious. It's not an empty ritual. It's a, the power, the efficacious, the potency of grace coming into these deep places to bring us to life. And I just, the Lord is so gracious with us. Mm-hmm. She's so kind. You know, mm. gosh, just so kind. So we will, but we'll hold on. We're going to talk more about that in part two. So our listeners will have to join with us in part two to talk more about that. But we want to give you, dear friends, um, some of our our one things for the week. So quarantine, Heather, would you like to offer our listeners your one thing for the week? Aside from quarantine. <laughs> in quarantine, I now have a thousand, a thousand things that I could share with you. But okay, so I'm in quarantine because I dropped our oldest daughter off at Franciscan University last week, which was just an amazing trip. So beautiful. I'm so excited that she's there. 
I only cried four times on the way home. So I think that was pretty good because <laughs> I just love that kid. But while we were there, the resident director, Helena and Sarah, who also works at the university, were just so welcoming and so kind and, and made the whole experience so much easier. So I just want to give a shout out to them. And my one thing for this week is a song by Hillsong. It's a new one called Fresh wind. And the title kind of made me laugh, actually, to be honest with you. But I listened to it and I was like, oh, it's pretty good. And then I listened to it again. And then I just kind of had it on repeat. And I was like, yes. In about like 10 minutes, I was like, yes. So I've been listening to the song over and over again, because don't we just need a fresh wind from the Holy Spirit? I was like, yes, Lord, bring it. You know, I'm feeling this momentum from 2020 into 2021. And I do feel like God is doing something new, not because it's 2021, but because he wants to bring restoration and peace to our hearts. There's been so much division and turmoil. I really think God is moving in a very powerful way. So I just love this song because I'm just like welcoming, you know, the fresh wind of God. So check it out. Michelle, what's your one thing? My one thing is it kind of goes along with our podcast almost. It is a album. I think it came out a couple of years ago by Christy Knuckles called Be Held and it's called Lullabies for the Beloved. And it is the most peaceful album you have ever just, I mean, it's just peaceful. It's different lullabies. And her voice is so healing. It's just mm-hmm. a lovely voice. But there is one version my daughter Lily and I love, and we listen to it almost every night now. And it's from, um, I think it's 101 Dalmatians, Lalalu. And Christy Knuckles just, uh, her voice is just so melodic and lovely. But you almost do feel like you're just being held. It is beautiful. And so, Father Josh, what's your one thing? So on the theme of uh, music, there's uh, Maverick City. Uh, and oh, Naomi yeah. Rain, they have a song called Make Us One. Uh, Make us one, Father, Spirit, Son. Uh, yo, we love you. We want to be just like you. you cl- oh, yeah, that song goes so hard. So, <laughs> I love it. Uh, and it's, and, and it's, again, it's the cry of, the, of, of Jesus. Like He, he also like, he, he prayed that, that we may be one, Father, and it, with the sacrament of reconciliation, we become one with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, because at our baptism, we became a dwelling place, not just for the Holy Spirit, but for the Holy Trinity. Mm. And so when we go Amen. to confession, like we literally become one with God, who is one with us, and, and, and then we become one with each other. So yeah, uh, Make Us One is my jam. If you haven't heard it, go pray with it. It will be a gift to the whole body of Christ. Woo. Can we just say that as a complete aside, our listeners just got a, a little glimpse of what happens when Father Josh calls you and leaves you a voicemail, or he will uh-huh. sing, <laughs> he will sing you a song, which like always makes my day. I'm like, oh, Father Josh just sang me a random song. It's just so great. He'll sing you a song, or you'll be like, why but, are you not picking up the phone? Where are you? I need to talk right up. now. He'll, he'll sing his voicemail to you. It's just so I've laughed, I've cried, I've it's so fun. It's awesome. But sister, one time I left you a voicemail. And I was it, it, when the, tra- the transcribe cr- transcription came out. It was like donuts, donuts, donuts. <laughs> all I want is donuts. Like yeah. that's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. Like the automatic transcription. I'm like before I listen to it. I'm like I have no idea what's about to happen when I push play. But I think it's about donuts. But I had something. It was like. Oh my goodness, that is so funny. <laughs> awesome. Oh gosh, I love it. I just want you to know, Heather, that I have my window open. There's a fresh wind coming in right now. Just, oh just yeah, girl. You know that. So yeah, bring girl, it. Come on. Uh, <laughs> actually, my one thing for the week is I, I want to give a flat out amazing shout out to all the students at Hillsdale College in Michigan. Mm. I had the wonderful, wonderful experience of going up there and giving some talks with my dear friend, our dear friend, Father John Burns, and met with students. I met with 12 girls the next day and just... What an edifying group of young people. Can I just say that? Protestants, Catholics alike, they were just 
in this room, we were, you know, speaking to them and praying with the Holy Spirit and just asking the Lord to come and speak to us. And we talked about discernment and vocations and love and destiny and beauty and, mm-hmm. and healing. And I was just so edified by every interaction. So I just want to give a shout out. And there's many of uh, of this, the girls, especially who listen to our podcast, but I just wanted to say thank you just for the immense experience and the blessing of just being with you students this week at Hillsdale. Y'all are amazing. So, And also for our listeners, if you haven't heard, we will be starting our Lenten study on Claire Dwyer's book, This Present Paradise. And all the information is found on our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com. So you can see that. And it is This Present Paradise. And it's based on Elizabeth of the Trinity. And like Father Josh said, we are so excited because the Trinity, not just the Holy Spirit, but the Trinity dwells in our hearts. And we are going to dive deeper into that. So we are so excited. That is the word. All right, listeners, so don't go anywhere. Come back next week, and we will finish our discussion with our dear friend, Father Josh, on confession and healing and the resurrection of heart. So until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com where you can find all the show notes, links to our one thing, transcripts, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of its content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content to you. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through a website called Patreon, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member, and you will receive monthly individual videos from Michelle, Heather, and I, as well as other exclusive content, recipes, playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abiding together. Thank you and God bless you.